the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, I say hello there, my listening friend. You know, today on Come Together San Diego, we have some interesting perspectives to look at. You know, and oftentimes we, on the shows we do uh, a, a, a talking guest, and we are going to have a talking guest also, but we also have music and things, and it's based on what's going on in the ministry environment or the church environment and things like that. On this show, we're going to go outside the four walls of the church and go onto the street and compel them to come in to God. And uh, so that's what we're going to do, and my uh, special um, co-host for this segment is my friend Thomas Bush. How are you doing, Thomas? Good evening, Cass. <laughs> uh, how are things? It's, it's well. There's lots going on in the city. We're excited about what God's doing. And we're going to have you tell us about that and bring on some guests throughout this segment. Thomas, one of the things we like to do at the top of the show is we like to take care of biz. That means to kind of take care of what's been going on in San Diego and what's upcoming in San Diego. And uh, we have a friend of yours coming on right now, Rabbi Barney uh, Kasdan, and he's going to tell a little bit about something going on in the future. And I invite you, Thomas Bush, to give color uh, commentary as he does. Rabbi, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Shalom. Shalom to you too, sir. Uh, uh, Thomas Bush is with us. So give us an overview of the National Day of Prayer, uh, May 3rd, and how you are going to play a role in that. Take a minute or so, and then Thomas will do color commentary, and then we'll get into the other things. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, National Day of Prayer, uh, from from my uh, notes, uh, created in 1952, actually a joint resolution of Congress, and signed by uh, President Harry Truman at the time. And then uh, during the Reagan administration, updated to where there would be the National Day of Prayer on the first uh, Thursday. First Thursday of, of, uh, of, May. of May, yes. Yes, 1988, and it's continued on. And uh, so many people have, uh, of course, participated in this throughout the Christian and Jewish community. And as a Messianic Jewish rabbi, I'm excited to uh, that we're actually hosting uh, our first event on, on our property since we just got the property a year ago. That's fantastic. And so hosting the event, what does that mean, uh, Rabbi Barney? Well, we're having a Thursday evening uh, on May 3rd, uh, prayer time from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And, uh, you know, prayer for the nation. Because we are a Messianic Jewish group, uh, uh, everyone's invited. But uh, not surprisingly, our focus will be Israel, the Middle East, uh, our own country, and um, and just praying for uh, God's uh, blessing uh, during these uh, rather troubling times. Indeed, and uh, prayer uh, could not be any more important than it is today. Would you agree, Rabbi? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's for sure. Uh, and, you know, I think it's exciting. Uh, again, uh, there's I'm sure there's been Messianic uh, 
synagogues across the country who have hosted the group at uh, this will be San Diego's first, and, yes. and uh, we're excited to incorporate even some Jewish perspective on prayer. And besides the focus on, on uh, Israel and Syria, yes. at least, uh, so uh, we certainly invite everyone to come out who wants to join the Jewish brothers and sisters for this evening of prayer. And Thomas Bush, any insights or color commentary on this? Well, that's ex- exciting, Pastor Barney. That's one of the 40,000 gatherings around the nation. And with the theme this year being unity— uh, praying together couldn't be more important, as you've already said. So thanks for your leadership in that. Thank you very much, uh, Rabbi uh, Barney Kasdan. Uh, a final uh, few seconds uh, in this portion of the show. Would you give us how people can find out more about the uh, National Day of Prayer as it is as this component being hosted by you, Rabbi? Uh, yeah, well, again, we're, we're centered in uh, Claremont area of San Diego, and our congregation, uh, a lot of people know, is Kehilat Ariel, Messianic Synagogue, or if you don't have your Hebrew down so well, you can <laughs> Google uh, Messianic Jews San Diego, and we will pop up. And our our synagogue property is at 5185 Acuna Street uh, in Claremont. Very good, Rabbi. So, uh, mm-hmm. Thank you very yeah, much for joining us and giving us some insight. To come out. And uh, Thomas Bush will no doubt give uh, further insights uh, because he's involved. I guess you could say he's kind of involved in the National Day of Prayer as well. We'll talk more about that later. Thank you for joining us, Rabbi. Rabbi Bar- oh, Barney Kasdan. Uh, appreciate you it's both, our, Kasdan it's our pleasure. and Thomas. Shalom to you guys. Blessings shalom on you, sir. Bye-bye. And you, one more piece of business, a very brief one, but, you know, we like to see what's going on in San Diego County. And, uh, Thomas, one of the, uh, there's so many things going on. We try to stay abreast of that. But one of the things that, that happened last uh, week and some of our producers were not here because of that was a 24-hour worship. It was called Burn 24. Wow. And I have got two of the producers that were there last week and not here last week to give about a 60-second insight on what happened and maybe what's going on in the in the, in the the future. Shelter Lee, uh, you were there and you were doing a music set, weren't you? Yes, I was. And uh, just briefly explain how that went and what, what, what the scenery looked like. And I'm going to have your counterpart, Neil Fraser, and another producer here to give some information about the future ones. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we're closing out the set. We, uh, our set was from four to six. Um, it was very beautiful. The the Holy spirit kind of, he, he really, uh, we had some songs planned, but they, uh, just snatched it out and the Holy spirit just snatched it out and led us. And we, just yes. You know, one, one of the things that happens, my friend, I've gone to a lot of these 24, um, uh, burn 24s and the, Holy Spirit takes over the musicians, and it's free-flowing kind of thing. Neil Fraser, you, you had some information about what's coming up next. Quickly give us that information, Neil Fraser. Uh, yes. Uh, they try to do these events uh, monthly whenever possible. The next one is going to be April 28th on Saturday, the end of this month, and it's always at OB1 Church in, in Ocean, Ocean Beach. Beach. Yes. And the address is 4990, and it's uh, Santa Monica Avenue, and it's on the intersection of the Main Street, uh, Sunset Cliffs, and Santa Monica. Very it's good. on that intersection. Hey, hey, producers, uh, thanks for joining us. Now get back to work. <laughs> okay, Thomas, we've got a couple minutes here. So what are we going to be seeing and hearing, hearing, unless you're live streaming, by the way, you can go to uh, Come Together San Diego on Facebook and you can see the live stream. But what are people going to be hearing during this segment and the remainder of the hour that you're going to help me uh, tutor? What we're really talking about is the impact that Christian business people are making 
right in the workplace every day. Yes. You know, 80 to 95% of the people that attend our churches, their primary impact in the world is that in their workplace or somewhere away from uh, their congregations. And so we want to talk about how God's making a tremendous impact through Marketplace Ministries by talking with myself and my ministry and, and then three other people who are doing a great work around San Diego County. There, there's a phrase that used to be used, a six-day sinner and a one-day Sunday saint. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is uh, being a saint, uh, by virtue of being a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, is a never-ending uh, pleasure. Yeah. And uh, it's important that every every place you are in work, your people are, the people around you are watching. So part of it is not only the words, but it's the lifestyle. You want to talk yeah. briefly about that? Well, you know, work is worship. I think we've kind of put Say it that in, again, in the wrong yeah, work, Thomas Bush. Work is worship. Work is worship. The manner in which you do work, if it's worshipful, it can communicate God's character. Well, it's that. It's unto the Lord. But we're just talking about that, you know, workmanship. Ephesians 2.10 talks about God created us for a purpose. Yes. And it's that purpose we want to see everyone fulfilling. We want to see parents fulfilling it. We want to see CEOs fulfilling it. We want to see pastors fulfilling it, but we also want to see the only way that we can make the biggest impact on our community is with everybody following the Holy Spirit right where they are. Oh, that's so good, Thomas Bush. And you know, I think uh, people in San Diego are starting to understand the value of uh, workplace ministry and and lifestyle. I'm seeing people uh, who are being a little bit more uh, conscious about their actions and their words. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you have to be delicate in some work environments, I guess, uh, but you but you sure can preach by your actions and your care for another person. Well, you know, kindness is always <laughs> welcome and wisdom. Oh, yes. You know, Joseph and others who made an impact in the past. Esther. Yes. It was because of the wisdom that God dropped on them. And, and at that the time it was needed, they were on, yep. up front and up center. Yep. So this is the time right now. You know, there's all this turmoil and we're wondering, you know, is Something's going to happen, and all I want us to get today is that we were created for this hour. Ooh, that's so good. And so whatever God's placed in us, it's time for us to be able to pour it out so God can make a difference. So, Thomas, when you were saying we were created for this hour, you're not talking about your hour of the broadcast. Not necessarily. (laughs) But But yes uh, to that, but this is the time frame, my listening friend, where the stuff you do, other people are watching the stuff that you do during the workday and beyond uh, is part of your ministry. And when we realize that, our life is going to change, but the lives of those around us will change as well. Right. A quick thought on that? Well, I just think we're all on a journey. You know, <laughs> this journey for me started with being on San Diego State's campus with Campus Crusade and Ooh. finding out there were people coming from all over oh, the my. world who wanted to come and worship the yes. Lord. So I've always wanted to do ministry, but I didn't realize that it didn't have to be inside the poor walls. Ooh. But there's a whole wide world a out there that God, world. that God wants to impact, and yes. he's using all of us to do that. Yes, yes. Thomas Bush is with me, and you can tell that this is going to be a great uh, one-hour portion because Thomas is overflowing with good stuff, and he's got guests to talk to us about things from uh, the workplace environment as well. I think you're going to get blown away. And stay with us because if you, you can't get blown away just listening to commercials, I mean, you got to come back. <laughs> so Come Together San Diego will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Welcome back. You know, as Christians, we all need to discover uh, what our life is to be looking like and what our function and our purpose is going to be as believers. Some people are actually going to be pulpit-bound and ministering in that way, but most of us are going to be out in the streets and showing people God's lifestyle through us. 
And so Thomas Bush is co-hosting with me, and uh, Thomas Bush is tied to the National Day of Prayer in Southern California coordinator, but he's also tied to another uh, group of people called the Community Impact ROI, and it's really tied with uh, businesses and uh, kind of workplace uh, outreach stuff. Thomas, a little bit about that, and I know we have a guest that you want to, you're excited to introduce. Yeah, I'm excited to introduce Sean Branford in a moment, but again, on this journey that we've been on, yes. the Community Impact ROI came out of the season of service with the Luis Palau outreach that we had, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm bit with the bug now. I just can't, I can't, I can't, I, n- I can't get over making a long-lasting impact on our communities. And the greatest place we can make an impact is through profit-making businesses. And so I'm excited to meet with people like Sean and Men with a Purpose so that we can see how we can make the greatest impact for good. So, Sean, are you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. I'm really excited. You know, Sean is a young man, and I'm really interested, you know, at this stage of my life, what I'm interested in is, is living out my purpose but also walking alongside young men like Sean, who are making an impact. So, Sean, I wanted to ask you, how is your business and those who you are working with making a kingdom impact in San Diego? Great question. Sure. So, um, you know, one of the things I think is fascinating, you know, Kaz, you just mentioned a second ago, not everybody's in the pulpit to do ministry. Uh, A lot of people are gifted in other ways, and this is a very biblical concept. We see it all over the place, things like Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. Uh, talk about, especially Ephesians 4 says, he's given some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, That's good. for the edification of the body. So That's the good. issue is one of what are we doing together to build each other up so that we can together do the work of ministry. Everybody is gifted in their own way, and it might not be preaching. Yes, um, That's certainly not where I am. I'm in the business realm, but you know, if you told me 20 years ago that I'd be able to be in the business realm and have maybe a greater impact than I ever thought I would for the kingdom in this position, I would have stared at you with a blank face, not knowing what you're talking about. Yes. Because where I am now, uh, I have a business, which is great. Thank the Lord. It's cruising along. Uh, I'm able to encourage other people with businesses to look at ministry from uh, a certain standpoint that's unique. Uh, because business guys look at ministry differently than pastors sometimes. Oh, boy, do they. Um, Uh, Let's talk about the president of the United States, for example. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. I was just uh, interjecting something there, Sean. Sorry about that. Sure, no no problem at all. So, you know, what's cool to me is I I get to be in this business not only to help on the funding side, because every ministry needs funding. That's always the choke point. Uh, and, And we get to be a huge blessing there, and I get to encourage other guys in business to do that as well. Um, but through business, um, you know, we're able to to tackle problems in a different way. So I'm also privileged to be a part of uh, something called the Jesus Film, which yes. uh, you've probably heard of before, but I don't know if you know what the impact is of it right now. It's, it's the most viewed film of all time, shown 600,000 times per day in 1,600 1, languages all over the world. My, my. So as a business guy, you know, part of what I see my role is, is encouraging people to say, hey, look, here's a ministry called the Jesus Film. Have you ever heard about it? Did you know that for every 88 cents they get, one person accepts the Lord? Wow. I mean, it's so cheap. And for us in America, you know, we've got 80% of the, or sorry, 50% of the world's wealth here. You know, we can make a huge impact, not only in our communities here, but globally, if we look at our resources financially as the Lord's resources and not just ours, not That's just good. for me to get a better car, a better house, but we can put it into ministry to grow. 
Let me. Can we step back just for one moment, Sean? Sean Bradford, and you're tied to a group called Men with a Purpose, but you're also tied to your own business. What's the business that you have? So I'm in the investment business. Okay. Uh, my company's called Sparrow Investment. So I do a lot of you know private wealth management, yes. but um, you know also play in some private equity and. And, you know, I talk about money all the time. Well, and the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> so, you have, yes, it's a delicate balance. But but this gives you the wherewithal, or if you would say the springboard, to actually go out and uh, use finances wisely and encourage others to use finances wisely as well. Is that tied to a men with a purpose? Uh, well, it's, it's a little different. So men with a purpose is a group of, I mean, mainly business guys, but some not business guys. We meet once a month in Mission Valley and uh, we get together and, and our mantra is it's easy as pie, P-I-E, <laughs> we're doing Christ together, impacting San Diego with the gospel and encouraging one another under love and good works, which is you know, basically Hebrews 10. Yes. So we get together as a group of guys and it's a fellowship of brothers. You know, it's non-denominational. We've got guys from all over the place that get together, but we are trying to, outside of, you know, an official church, still be the church. Oh, that's so and good. it's fun to be in that group, and I love that group, and, you know, I've got some of my best brothers in the Lord who come and meet there, and, and we really enjoy that time together. So anybody who wants to come out to it, we're the third Thursday of the month uh, at the Doubletree Hotel in Michigan. And they can find out by just going and Googling Men With a Purpose in San Diego. Is that possibly how they would do it? Yeah, they can. Our website directly for that is nwapsd.org. So men at the purpose, San Diego.org. And uh, we've got all our information there. I know Thomas Bush is excited to share, ask you a few more questions. So I'm going to bow out and let Thomas jump on in. Thomas Bush. Well, actually, one of the conversations that we've gotten into <laughs> lately is tell us more. I mean, I, I'm guessing you're in your 30s. You could tell us how, how, what your age is. But, um, your demographic is has a great opportunity because they're so driven by cause. What do you think is the opportunity that your demographic has to make a great impact in the world? Ooh. Well, um, every generation has their time in the sun, right? So uh, I am one of the uh, cursed millennials. <laughs> As a lot of people look at us, I'm 35. Um, but thank the Lord that, you know, like you said, we all have our hour. We all have our time to do the Lord's purpose. And uh, what gener- what impact can our generation have? Well, you know, pretty soon we will be the ones right. that run this place. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we've got our work cut out for us, um, but everybody gets that opportunity, and we all will stand before the Lord and give an account for how we used what He gave us during that time. Well, what are, what are some what are some of your testimonies of the kind of kingdom impact that you're seeing with uh, the people that you work with? Um, well. You know, if it's a matter of one thing, like with the Jesus film, encouraging somebody to say, hey, look, every hundred bucks is a thousand people who hear the gospel of a hundred people who accept the Lord and one church that gets planted. When people look at that, they say, oh, well, not only do I have a hundred bucks, <laughs> I might have a couple hundred thousand bucks that I could say something <laughs> like that. And I, and for me, you know, that's great because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, here's a guy who's been given resources from the Lord. And, you know, we all have resources, you know, more or less, depends on how we look at them. But, you know, if we can say, hey, look, a million bucks, what can that buy me here? Oh, a nice house, you know, a good lifestyle. Okay, well, what can it buy for the kingdom? What could wow. buy 10 million people that hear yeah. the gospel and a million people who accept the Lord? Beautiful. I don't know of any better return on investment than that. So, yeah, wow. I get to encourage people to do that all the time. And that's how we can combat the love of money. And it's the only way we can send it ahead. I, I love, you know, Philippians chapter four, 
you know, right after that, I can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. who strengthens me that a lot of people like to talk about. Paul says, I'm glad for the gift you gave me, not because I need the money, mm-hmm. but because it abounds towards your heavenly account. So we have this heavenly account that accrues resources as we give them to kingdom purposes here. And I think it's super foolish to think that resources here are meant for only here. We can send it on ahead and somehow, some way the Lord blesses that. And I don't exactly know what that looks like, but we're promised that it's a pretty significant thing. So I'm hoping to put as much in my heavenly account as I can. You know, Sean, one of the things that stirs me is because the name of the show has come together, San Diego, and a lot of people have thought it's all been on the shoulders of the pastors or those in the church environment to do the stuff. But as soon as we get the revelation that the business community, the workplace community, uh, pastors and uh, people in the education community and uh, communicators on broadcast like radio, if we believers can join together, nothing can stop us because the Lord is with us collectively. Thomas? Amen. So that's definitely a need for us to come together and to work together. One last thing I want to talk about, uh, Sean and I and others are working together to build more workplace Bible studies and prayer groups around San Diego County. And I know one of your particular areas of interest is one-on-one discipleship. So I wanted to talk, give us, talk to us about for a minute about what difference it makes. We, We talked this week about, you know, guys need a space to get together. So tell us what, you know, how, how you're doing that with one-on-one discipleship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's so much to be said about that, but, you know, the foundation is, what does Christ say? Go and make disciples. Uh, that is the last command. What do we do with that? How, how do we make disciples? What does that mean? What does that look like? Is that the pastor's job? Is that my job? Um, Again, I guess the answer is yes, is. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, as well the above. We're all supposed to get in after it. But, you know, for me, I was discipled when I was in high school by a military chaplain who really, you know, staunch military guy. He set me straight on this. He said, look, you know, we're here to know the Lord, have a relationship with him. This is what it looks like. And he laid it out for me. And it was so, you know, impactful to me. It's changed my whole life because that one guy instilled in me that we're not just supposed to go to church. It's not just about sitting in a pew, singing songs, and it's Christianity. It's about this vibrant relationship with Christ. And then when you get to experience that, it's simply go and teach somebody else how to have that relationship with Christ. That's what we're called to do, and that's our opportunity, our privilege to have this relationship with the creator of the universe. And so in discipleship, you know, I, I think, you know, a difficult subject is to say, hey, we're doing discipleship through church or through whatever the typical paradigm is, where we, we have a collective of people who get together on Sundays and that's sufficient for discipleship. But that's not Jesus' model. No, no you're exactly right. life with people. And so the more we can spend life together, whether that's through smaller groups, which is fine, but I find the most impactful is through one-on-one. If I get to know a guy over a year, I can have that guy uh, in a place where he really knows the Lord and he is motivated to go share that with somebody else and teach them how to know the Lord. And if we can just keep doing that, that's how the church grows. You know, within 20 years, if we if one guy takes one guy a year, in 20 years you have over a million committed my, my, my. people guys who know what they're talking about. Sean so Bradford. The quickest way I see how to grow the church. But, yes. Yeah, go ahead. That's fantastic. Sean Bradford, uh, and a, a man who is in business but knows how to translate that business into showcasing Jesus through it. Thomas, uh, and Sean, thank you for joining us on this segment. We appreciate it. We know that you have other things because you're a business guy and you have about 10 or 12 different things going on at the same time. So we'll release you, Sean Bradford. But thank you for joining us on this segment. 
Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Sean. Thomas, we're having a good time, aren't we? That's great. And you've got more coming up in the other segments as well. That's right. <laughs> Two more fantastic. To go. I love that. Well, you know, we've only just begun to excavate the workplace here in San Diego, and we're about ready to discover some other nuggets that many Christians really haven't even realized that they have or they have access to. And it's really called not only sitting in the pew or, or ministering in a church environment, but it's called going out on the streets and impacting other people by who you are and what you do, and even where you work and how you deal with that. We're going to find out more about that as Come Together San Diego continues right after this. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Hey, we're having a great time today. It's We're going to be talking about marketplace things and volunteering to go change lives of people who have faced disasters in the next hour. So we're going to have a good time. It's different from the uh, a church-related thing. Uh, pastors have one perspective on changing lives, and the workplace ministers like you, my friend, uh, who go to work maybe five out of seven days, you have an opportunity to impact people by your words, but also your lifestyle. And that can be a a challenge. Uh, We've got Thomas Bush, uh, uh, the National Day of Prayer, but also um, the impact, uh, community impact ROI. So he's a man who really understands the value of workplace ministry. Thomas, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you and do some introductions and things. Thomas yeah, Bush. we want to be able to bring on um, Craig Dews uh, from Dews Commercial. Really enjoy working with this brother and have seen his he and his brother's tremendous heart for the Lord. So Craig, are you there? Hey guys, how are you? Hey Craig, good to, Craig, good to thanks, have you. Thanks for calling in, Craig. Hey. We'd love to hear you tell yeah. us about how you and your brother and, and your ministry is making a kingdom impact in San Diego. Tell us about um, tell us about your heart for seeing God's kingdom advance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we thanks so much for having me on the show, and it's exciting just uh, to be a part of the marketplace ministry. And well, God's really moving in this uh, in the in the marketplace. And you know, we at Deuce Commercial we we started a, a commercial real estate firm about ten years ago, and we like to use our, our real estate firm as a not only a platform to to do commercial leasing and development, but to reach people for Jesus. And um, it's been cool just to see that if you're available, um, if you if you give your business over to God and allow God to use your business for the kingdom, what He will do with it. Yeah. And I think for us is we just uh, kind of gave it over to Him way back in the late '90s, and um, I think when we did that. It, we, he just opened up uh, avenues um, for us to share, and I think just to to be available um, for him to use us. So, so tell me what you found as awesome. you've been um, following the Lord's calling. How has God been leading you? You know, well, a couple things. I and mean, we started kind of the marketplace stuff way back about 20 years ago. We've always had uh, marketplace Bible studies in our office place. We've had prayer groups. Um Back in the late '90s, since we are we do retail shopping centers, we we uh, started what's called prayer box ministry. Need prayer um, with a question mark, and we would put these mailboxes in front of uh, businesses like <laughs> ice cream stores. Oh um, wow, that's you know, fantastic! Your, your your karate shop, and 
we would have like little forms per request or form in front of in front of the karate shop something about need need healing or something right, like right, that maybe right, right, right. Would, <laughs> yeah yeah let's say need prayer with a question mark we'd have per request forms and pins and then we'd have people all over the city we had like 25 and ob at one point and people would drop us requests and our team would pray over all these requests and we get to know all the people in the community so that was one way that um it was a big impact in that community so um, it's, you can get real creative and God shows you some pretty cool things. Let me jump in here just for a second, Craig, you know, I I have a lot of friends and some of them are actually in ministry ministry in the four walls of a church environment, but many of them are actually doing workplace things and they come up with the wildest, craziest ideas. For example, they may have a sign like, uh, uh, would you like to know your spiritual reading? And they go, oh, well, right. I'm going to know my horoscope and things like that. They get in there and all of a sudden the person is praying over them and praying God's uh, spirit upon them. And they go, whoa, this is different than I thought it was going to be, but I like it. So, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of creative ways to do this. And it sounds like you have a lot of fun doing creative things to introduce the Lord Jesus Christ to people and their lives. Yeah, you know, it definitely that that was just a, a kind of a creative way. And um <laughs> You know, with our company, Dues Commercial, since we're the owners of the company, you know, a lot of, you know, people are always saying Happy Easter or they don't or they don't really are Happy Holidays. So just in the, that element, we're able to do, you know, marketing email blasts that, that give the gospel in our blast. And, um, you know, and people, you get all sorts of cool things that people like, praise God that you stand up for God and, yes. you know, that you're really proclaiming it. And, <laughs> and a few people... May not like it, but it's been opening a dialogue yes, yes. to share with people that haven't. So yeah. it's been, it's kind of fun just to be able to, uh, when you're bold, you <laughs> when you're bold. put yourself out That's there. Right. And I think, I think, I think the, uh, uh, Christians in America need to be bolder because oh, we've yeah. let a lot of stuff slide and it's time to make a stand. It may be even a little too late uh, in some ways, but we, so we just have to allow God to intervene and be bold because people, even though they speak one thing, their hearts are more tender than you would think. Thomas? Yeah, take a minute, uh, Craig, and talk about the second step, though. What you found is you got a lot of uh, prayer requests to the prayer boxes, but you kind of had to go to the next step to uh, teach the you know, business owner themselves, actually, to be the one to to pray for their requests. It was quite a discipleship yeah. process, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, at one point we were getting, you know, 60 to 90 prayer requests a week with all these boxes, and our team was getting overwhelmed. And our prayer meetings would be like four hours long, just praying over the request. And so we said, you know, let's take it to the next level. We need to train these business guys that own the shop, the ice cream shop, the karate shop. We need to engage with him, disciple him and teach him how to pray. Cause some really didn't, some didn't know how to pray very well or didn't know how to pray at all. So then they would be, we'd send a team member over to, to disciple him and then pray over his request. So he gets to know his patrons, his people and his customers so it became, he'll see it's like an ownership. Wow, these are real needs. These are real needs in my uh, people that are coming by my shop. That's so beautiful. it became real personal. So it was a w- real cool way to reach them. Let's take the last few minutes and really talk about how you guys make an impact through Business Marketplace Ministry San Diego. And don't forget, I want to have a phone number or a way that people can contact you as well, because a lot of people are listening going, I want to be involved in something like that. So <laughs> don't forget to do that before you go away. Craig yes, Dews. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so talk about the opportunity you have through that group to reach lots of guys and do Bible studies all around town. Yeah, so we started, my brother and I, Scott Dews, started a, uh, and Brian Pike, uh, uh, it's called BMM, Business Marketplace Ministry. And then what we do is 
I kind of gathered all the, the business leaders that are having current Bible studies. And I said, we're going to start a ministry where we get all those, you know, kind of business related Bible studies, but we're also going to have a monthly meeting. Um, and I bring in um, the last ones of every month. I bring in a Christian businessman who's actually doing the, the ministry in the workplace. We learn from different business guys that are real creative in ways they're reaching people in their work, just in their uh, everyday doing deals. So we meet at El Torito, um, uh, excuse me, on the border at the last Wednesday of every month, and we do have a lunch. And then a guy shares his heart about how he's reaching people for Jesus yes. in his workplace. Fantastic. And then what it does, it's just opening up dialogue and guys, business guys are, wow, I can do this. I can talk to people and just creative ways to, to spur people on. A lot of people just need encouragement and spurring on that they can do this and don't be afraid. And I think when they're seeing their friends and coworkers doing it, they're like, man, I want to do that. Yes. So it just becomes this encouragement and just helps people get out there to be bold with um, as we bring speakers that are bold. Yes. So, so how can uh, people get in touch with you and become part of the business marketplace ministry? Well, they can go to bmmsd.com is, is our website. Um, Say that again slowly. My, uh, Greg. Yeah. B M M which stands for business marketplace ministry sd.com. So bmmsd.com or they can email me Craig at dues d-u-h-s commercial.com and get on our uh, mailer list and um, hear about the different bible says all the bible says are listed on the website and we also have a little thing that 25 ways to um little little tidbits you can reach people for jesus in the marketplace we kind of created a cool little sheet so you can go online to ideas gives people ideas wow that's great give us the website again one more time craig dues yes b M M S D dot com. And Thomas and I are really appreciative that you joined us on this segment. You've brought a lot of, of, uh, of light to, to, to bear here. And so people, you know, there are a lot of people that are out there that are, you know, they may spend a little bit of time on Sunday, but they've got uh, the other days to do other things. And they, the revelation is hitting them between the eyes right now that they should, you know, God may not be calling them to do a church-related thing. God may yeah. be calling them to do a business-related thing. Craig Dews, thanks for joining us on this segment. Thomas and I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Craig. All right, thank you, guys. <laughs> Don't you just love it, Thomas? And thank you for opening my eyes. You know, we sit around thinking about how we're going to minister to people, but it's there. It's just there in anything and everything you do because people are watching. I, speaking of watching, my friend, I hope you're seeing some areas that God is working that you may not even have considered that you might be involved with. And it may be when you go to the store and pick up that uh, uh, half gallon of milk or, or when you go out and you uh, go to the washer dr- dryer in, in the laundromat and, and do a laundry thing. Or it could just be when you're going out and getting the newspaper. And many different things that God's calling you to go out and be a lifestyle minister and you haven't even considered. But stick around because we're going to consider what that might look like in our next segment with Thomas Bush. And I think you're going to be amazed and your brain and your heart is going to be opened even wider. Uh, So stay with us on Come Together San Diego because we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on AM 1210, K-Praise. Well, we're back, and Thomas Bush, I tell you, I told you that the hour would go quickly, doesn't it? Really has. (laughs) 
Before we go into this, because I want uh, Thomas to interview, inter- introduce and interview another guest who's tied to business and the workplace community, I want to give you a phone number. Some of you have been thinking about jumping into the business world, and you want to make sure that your Christian precepts are presented properly, and you're not sure exactly how to go about that. We have prayer uh, counselors standing by. If you want to pray with them and have them join you in prayer about this vision you have about a business or some kind of a calling thing, I really recommend you give them a call. Here's a dedicated prayer line. It's 858-535-9090. I'm going to give it to you again. It is for a prayer request, a dedicated prayer line. Write it down, 858-535-9090. Talk to a prayer person and they'll pray with you about this business endeavor you're thinking about or maybe some anxiety you're facing in business or home or whatever and because they want to come alongside you and help. Thomas Bush, <laughs> we've got some other... Uh, another phone line going here, and I know you want to introduce this guest because this is the perfect guest for the crescendo of what we want to share about workplace uh, uh, ministry. Yeah, this is definitely a great place to to land, uh, Kaz. You know that most people know me with my prayer hat on. I worked 20 years IT, ran the payroll system at Solar Turbines for 13 years, and along the way, it became you know apparent to me that to make the biggest impact in the community, we really needed to focus on working with innovators, those who can make some things happen. happen, And so that's what I want to give the rest of my life to. And so I'm so happy to meet a person like Mike Hudson, who has over 40 years of experience in business. And he helps businessmen uh, fulfill their calling to business, to business in an impactful ways. So I'm really excited to have uh, Mike kind of tie this up and Show us some about the trends and how we can really make an impact. And as a coincidence, isn't it amazing that he's on the line, Thomas? He's on the line. How hey, amazing. Hey, Mike, are you there? I am indeed. Thank you. Hey, Mike. So really looking forward to hearing from you about how you've seen businesses make an impact in our communities and in the world. And uh, give us give us your sense of um, what God wants to do. I know that many people have thought that uh, the next revival is going to come from the marketplace. And so tell me, tell me about, you know, Ooh. what you're doing. And Say how, that again. The next revival. The next revival is going to come from the marketplace. That's where, the, that's where we can reach the people. Tell us about that, Mike Hudson. Well, I thank you for the privilege of being on here with you guys. And thank you for your commitment to see God um, um, work in the marketplace uh, because we know he's doing miracles all over the world. Mm-hmm. And he wants to do those same miracles that he's been doing throughout history um, in the business marketplace. And um, I have many stories of, of some things that Christian business owners, leaders are doing to make a difference. But candidly, the reason why I've committed myself to this is that I think it's underperforming. I think that we're not even hardly scratching the surface of what we as leaders can do if we'll step up and truly believe God for, um, for the possibilities of what God wants to do. And, and candidly, uh, a way that in some ways has, can have a bigger impact than many of the standard ministries that, um, that we're so excited about through our churches and other parachurch organizations. It's absolutely dynamic. So say more about that, Mike. Where, how have you come to that conclusion? And, and what are you thinking about the possibilities? Well, thank you. I, first of all, my focus is on Christian business owners. So um, I think there are just a, a plethora of ways in which God is is bringing his kingdom to this earth and his will be done. Uh, so my focus is on Christian business owners. And what I've observed, and not only me, but many others as well, is that I find that there's three uh, challenges going on in the marketplace. First of all, too many Christian business owners are trying to do it alone. Mm. 
or they're out of necessity, kind of doing it alone and really lacking wise counsel to pull alongside of them. The second thing is, is that candidly, they're not always as good as they should be or could be um, with their business building skills. Uh, That's true about all uh, business owners, not just Christian business owners, but it's true about them as well. And the third thing is, is that uh, there's a deception in the marketplace. We know who is the ultimate deceiver, um, as well as ignorance about what the possibilities are about what a Christian business owner can, in fact, do to have ministry in and through their business. They're they're being intimidated by legal issues about in, uh, concerns about the impact on their business uh, viability and all kinds of things that candidly, the truth is the opposite. And uh, I'm committed to trying to make sure that all three of these issues are being addressed and that the, the potential is being reached. So how do you do that through your ministry? Tell, tell us about your ministry and how you approach business owners to attack these three areas. Thank you so much for asking. I, uh, for many years, have done consulting and started my own businesses and run other people's businesses for them for periods of time. And um, I actually purchased a franchise for a ministry that works with business owners and six months ago gave that back because um, I have a burden for small business owners and I have a burden to, um, to do something to change those three um, dynamics. And the way we do it is, and first of all, uh, our program is called Breakthrough. And that was a word that I believe God gave me. Because <laughs> that's a good, said, that's a good God word. It, it is. And, and he said, I believe anyway, excuse me for suggesting that God spoke to me, but I believe he did. And that is he wanted that word to represent an opportunity for two things. One, to see breakthrough results in our businesses. And we focus with our programs on how do we, in fact, build bigger, stronger, healthier businesses that will have a bigger footprint in the marketplace. Um, And the second thing is, is that there are certain dynamics in every person's life, every Christian's life, where there are issues or patterns or addictions or cultural things that are inhibiting their ability to reach that, those breakthrough results. And so God said that he wants to, he told me he wants to give them breakthroughs in certain areas of their life that will give God the opportunity to release some of these other blessings in their business and personal relationships. So what we do is I have um, small group meetings that I put on with business owners who, thank you, all over the county. And we we go through best practices. We, We strategize together on how to deal with challenges and opportunities in our businesses. We pray for each other. We um, look at testimonials and inspirational stories of other strong Christian business leaders who've already done it, and uh, it's working. Wow. Hey, Thomas Bush, uh, uh, the man tied to Community Impact ROI, and my guest uh, co-host for the first hour, amazing. And how, how can you not love Mike Hudson and his vision for uh, uh Taking is basically we call it excellence, yeah, yeah. And this whole idea about breaking through, breaking through the mediocrity of the world and our own lives and what we do, and showing forth, you know, because God is an excellent God, Amen. and His kids need to have a heart for excellence. Amen. So, uh, Mike Hudson, we really appreciate uh, you being on the air with us, Thomas. Yeah. So, um, before I let you before I let you go, Mike, um, I know that you're the kind of guy who can kind of wrap this up in wisdom uh, in terms of. What are the greatest things that you would want to can see? He, but can he wrap it up in 30 seconds, in 30 Thomas? Seconds. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> right now. But uh, before I do that, we want to keep this conversation going beyond what we're talking about today. You can go on my website at communityimpact.roi, communityimpact.roi.org. 
ROI.org, communityimpactroi.org, so we can keep the conversation going and uh, see how we can make an impact. Right now, what we want to do is more Bible studies and more prayer groups all over San Diego County. Help us get that done. Yes. And Michael Hudson, a word of wisdom. I know you can break it down to one word because, you you know, I don't mean one word. It's called, I know what you're going to do. You'd say breakthrough. Uh, you, you say you say breakthrough, but uh, one sentence to ca- uh, kind of encapsulate uh, what you've shared with us. Let's say we call it an elevator speech, but it's a fast elevator. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Um, God, God has more for us, period. And let's take steps of faith to go pursue that, and he will meet us in that and give us that more in our Ooh. businesses, in our personal lives. And so here we go. And if I can help, you can reach me at our website, the number four, the letter A, and the word breakthrough.com, for a breakthrough.com. And thank you for the privilege of sharing. Oh, Mike Hudson, Breakthrough. Appreciate that. Thanks for joining us. Thomas Bush, did we have fun or what? goes fast, doesn't it? Should we pray for breakthrough? I mean, this, isn't that uh, yeah. what we're here for? Isn't that well, what the Let's do this is? as we close this segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me the, the elevator prayer. Lord, on we're me. saying from heaven, Lord, <laughs> bring your wisdom to earth Yes, so that we can make a change all over our world for you. Yes. Breakthrough impact, we pray in Jesus' uh, name. In Jesus' name. And you know, my friend, we're going to be talking about also things outside the church walls. And my next guest, you're going to love him, is called Barry LaForgia, and he's... he's uh, the International Relief Team's Executive Director. And we're going to talk with him in the next segment and talk about how when there's a disaster, how people get inspired to go out and help. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world. And hey, thanks uh, for joining us on Come Together San Diego. You know, I've known this hour's co-host for many years and uh, you stay away from his forehand on the tennis courts. He's dangerous. And his name is Barry LaForgia. He's the executive director of uh, the International Relief Teams. And, you know, when I first started playing tennis with him, I became aware of the kind of things he does because he, he goes, oh, there's a disaster here in this in this uh, state or in another part of the world, he goes, and we're sending teams out. And the more I got to talk with him, I realized he has, and I'm going to brag on you a little bit, Barry, but he has just such a big heart for reaching out and helping people that he, he built an actual company tied to that. And it's called the International Relief Teams. And for this hour, Barry, you're going to tell us about what you do, some of your inspiration behind that, but also um, how you're looking out for areas that have a need and you're sending San Diego volunteers out to do that. Barry LaForgia. Nice to be with you, Kaz. Yes. Real pleasure. So uh, you've got a great story about how all this inspiration came to pass. Share it with us. Well, what happened was I was, uh, I went with a church mission uh, group down to the Amazon jungle to build homes. Yes. And uh, while I, when I came back there and I went down there with pretty low motivation, I just wanted a new experience. (laughs) I, I wasn't trying to do anything that was not save the world or anything. Just just just, a little bit. I just want to see another part of the world and and pound nails. (laughs) And, uh, uh, 
But, you know, God touched my heart on the way back, and I felt like, you know, I was practicing law at the time, and mm-hmm. I just wondered if there's something more I could do with my life. Yes. And um, over the next period of two years in which I um, was investigating, I rode away to Intercristo, which was a clearinghouse yes. for for uh, Christian ministry up in Seattle, and I got back all this literature from all these different organizations, and there was one that really appealed to me called Northwest Medical Teams. Oh, my. And I... Uh, but I was, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I, I threw everything into the drawer and about, I don't know, about six months later, I get a call from the president of Northwest medical teams, the one organization I was attached. I was, I was attracted to. Yes. And he, he, Ron Post, who was the founder of Northwest medical teams. He, he says, I want to know why the guy with a law degree and two master's degree wants to do this work. And immediately I go, (laughs) I'm not sure I want to do anything, Mr. Post, you know, I kind of, I kind of said like back off buddy, you know, and but anyway, I went with Ron down to, uh, he took me the next summer, we went down to see the project in the in the dumps of Mexico City, and we walked the dumps, and it broke my heart. We saw generations of families my, my. just going through the garbage. They brought the garbage in every day, and they used to go through the recyclables, and then they go to the front of the dump where a jefe was, and they'd sell, and that's how they lived. They got their, they could buy tortillas or whatever they did, but they slept and ate in that in that dump and it broke my heart. And um, one of the first things we did when we founded uh, Southwest medical teams, which is what we were called originally is uh, we sent teams down to build a shower for those people living in the dump so they can clean the dirt off. them. And then we built a medical clinic for them where they can get some level of medical care. My, my, my. And you know, something having a heart like you do for, finding out where disasters are and sending teams to help. Now, when I say the word help, it means a lot of different things to you. I mean, it could be a real simple help or it could be a medical-related stuff or actually building homes. Give me an overview of what help really means to well, you. There's a we kind of look at it, IRT, we kind of look at it as three stages to a disaster. The first stage is the acute stage. It's the shortest stage. It's like after an earthquake yes. or, a, or, a, or a hurricane or something like that. It's a very short stage in which you're trying to save lives, and it might involve... Rushing, rushing in emergency supplies. It might be sending in an emergency, emergency medical, team. medical teams, including right. doctors and doctors nurses and, and nurses. the whole people that have that exactly. skill set. Exactly. Then you come to what I call the intermediate stage. And what we, what we refer to there is that now you have survivors, but they're displaced. Yeah. They can't go back no into homes. their homes. Uh, they're all disassociated right. from things. Maybe their jobs right. are no more or their fields that they used to uh, – Harvest. Exactly. And so what you have to do is sustain them. And that could involve, you know, a temporary lodging like tents and tarps and sleeping bags, cooking utensils, food, water. So you're Come sustaining on. a displaced population. Then you get into the recovery stage. And the recovery that's the stage, the that's three. the third stage. That's the longest stage. I mean, we worked for six and a half years on the Mississippi coast after Katrina, rebuilding homes to get, and that's the stage in which you're trying to get people back into permanent shelter yes. and people back into their jobs. Yes. But um, Barry, this, this is absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, here, here's, the, here's what our mentality sometimes is, solve the immediate problem and then forget it. And that's a, that's a danger because it leaves so much undone and people can be not only disillusioned, but they can, there's major dangers to just leaving a person right there thinking that you've done everything necessary. Well, and that's, and a lot of the time that's the perception of the public because yes. a lot of our news is media driven yes. uh, on these disasters. And once the news starts, the media stops covering it, people think the problem yes. is solved. And usually it's just the beginning of the solution. Can anybody say New Orleans? Exactly. Yeah, that's true in the United States. But and 
while the United States has a lot of uh, uh, ministry-related things and people that have volunteered their time, when you talk about other areas and, and distant parts of the globe, the, probably the numbers uh, decrease, would you say? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and we try, when we're not responding to disasters, we do a lot of other work in the, throughout the world. Yes. We have a major program in which we supply medicines to hospitals and clinics serving the poor. We send over $30 million a year to help them. Uh, we also have a, right here in San Diego, we have a Feeding San Diego Kids program in which we are working with four elementary schools to provide food for the weekends for the family. Yes. And because, you know, they get the federally mandated uh, meal during the day, these kids, but uh, the low-income kids, but they don't get anything for the weekend. So it sounds like to me that you have a number of different things. You're doing a lot of different things, but the volunteers are, are, are many different levels. I mean, you have you would like to have people that have medical experience uh, volunteer to go out and help with that. Uh, how about just people that, like when you were first gone out there pounding nails or just doing some helps kind of thing, what are your needs? We have a great program right across the border in Tijuana where we build a home in one day. Oh, so really? um, we go down on Saturday and a lot of the churches uh, come, uh, come come together, together on that. Yeah, on yeah. that. Come and together, they, San Diego, ex- maybe? <laughs> exactly. I, I like it. I like the way I tied that in. And um, <laughs> so what they do is they um, we go down, and you don't have any skills to be involved in that team. That's right. Because we have, we have uh, four uh, lead construction people that help direct the, the people in the church, and we have. So, so are you saying that there's, uh, you could use volunteers? Absolutely. Well, tell, ha, ha, I know, see, I know the people in San Diego, some of my believing friends, they go, uh, some, is there a need somewhere? Let, let me participate in that. Just for, quickly give a website or an, yes. a way that people can find out more about that. www.irteams.org. You go on the website and you can fill out a volunteer application. Say that again slowly, Barry. www.irteams.org. T-E-A-M-S dot org, I-R-Teams uh-huh. dot, dot org. org, and they can find out more about this. You know, we've got about a minute left in this segment, Barry, and I, I told you it goes fast. And not only is Barry here with us and the executive director of International Relief Teams, but he's got some peeps who have been volunteers, and they are an intricate part of what God is doing uh, uh, and in, in doing in this, and I, I say God is doing, and I, I, I want you to know that this is an outreach that not only includes Christians, but anybody who has a heart for humanitarian purposes. That's correct. So that that's wonderful. So in the next segment, we're going to be bringing one of these people on, and I might just use the next segment to brag on you a little bit, because I know some things about you that I just discovered, and you can't get away from me. You can't get away from me except on the tennis courts. You can pass me with that driving shot down the line. (laughs) Barry LaForgia. We're going to be right back in a moment when we uh, bring Bray back. He's going to bring some volunteers back to give some insights about what's going on. Isn't it amazing how people have inspiration to go out and do things uh, uh, and change lives? I think that's a God thing whether they know it or not. We'll be more but right back with Come Together San Diego to talk more about that. So do not go away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back. And oh, what a fun time I'm having on this show. I'll tell you what, when you get people as inspirational as Barry LaForgia, he, he's, uh, he's, he's quite a guy. And I, I always... Love the guy from first meeting him. I, I've seen that there's a major character thing going on with him. He's the uh, uh, executive director of international relief teams, and he 
doesn't talk about it so much, but he just goes out and does it. And uh, I'm going to brag on you just a minute because I'm, we're going to bring a person on that can uh, has shares the uh, love for you because she's a person who's been involved with you in the past. But uh, Barry uh, was identified <clears throat> and his company, the uh, International Relief Teams, um, as Barry as the Citizen of the Year by the City Club of San Diego, Man of the Year by the St. Thomas More Society of San Diego, and uh, one of San Diego Magazine's People to Watch. Are you kidding me? I don't think I've ever seen him wear a watch. No, he does. <laughs> Barry, hey, that's amazing. And I'm sorry about bragging on you, but I think highly of you. But here's the deal. A person's lifestyle talks a lot about uh, whom they serve and, and and their heart cry for serving others. So I, I give you high uh, regard for that, Barry. So what are you going to do with that now that I've complimented you? Well, <laughs> you, I've turned red. That's what I've done. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and good thing this is radio. Yes, absolutely. And But if it were print, you would be well read. Ah! <laughs> You've got somebody, uh, we have someone on the line who's a friend of yours who has been a volunteer. Why don't you introduce her and we'll have a conversation without my corny jokes. Yeah, I'd like to introduce Mary Robinson <laughs> to our listeners. Um, Mary and I used to sing in a folk group out in Ocean Beach yes. together at a church folk group. And that's where I met Mary first. And then when I started IRT, Mary came alongside of me at first and provided administrative support and helped me get the organization off the ground. She was one of our first volunteers that went into the Yucatan right after Hurricane uh, Gilbert hit Cancun. And all the workers who lived around the hotels had no jobs. They had no place to stay. And so what we were doing was building temporary lodging in the the jungle, right, so that these people would have a place to live. And Mary was on that first team. She's been on our Clef Lip Clef Pala team to Oaxaca. She helps out in the Feeding San Diego Kids program. And my, she's, my. Lastly, lastly, was on two I-teams, well, let's one br- to Mexico and one to Guatemala. Let's just not talk about her. Let's bring her on the air. Mary, are Mary, you there? Good, good to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And Kaz, I also know about Barry's wicked forehand on the court. Ooh, it is, really. Barry's I've, a tennis I've, I've taken a punishing uh, game or two. With but the Barry only problem on the is he doesn't court. understand that those white things are lines, and when you go on the other side of the white <laughs> thing, it's actually out. <laughs> but he's a man who, uh, who doesn't take uh, seriously some of the lines that are drawn by our own mental limitations on where we can go and what we can do. He actually erases those lines lines and he invites his volunteers. You like how I segued into that? I do like that. <laughs> he erases those lines and he encourages others like volunteers like you, Mary Robinson, to get involved in things that may have been a little bit out of your comfort zone, but you jumped on in. Talk a little bit about that in your experience. You know, it truly was life-changing. Um, I've been a churchgoer and a believer all my life, but somehow when you get into the trenches with these poor people out in the jungle out there in Cancun and Isla Mujeres, um, they have nothing, and yet they are so grateful and gracious. Yes. Smiles on their faces and handing us the, the nails and the corrugated tar paper, helping us. Um, it was so heartwarming. Um, I really finished there changed. Yes. Um, but I do think the Oaxaca trip was even more touching having these families travel by foot for three days at a time. And, you know, they don't just bring the one child with the cleft palate. They have all their kids with them. And how they manage to make that trek into the city, 
to come to our little clinic where, you know, we pretty much just had a bucket there in, right. at the bathroom. It was bare bones. My, my. And how did these people find out about it? I guess maybe that's a, that's a obvious. The word that there's a medical help probably yes. travels fast at that point, doesn't word it? Word of mouth. Yes. Exactly. And you tell them when they leave, they go, when you get back to your village, you tell someone else. Yes. Send, send the kids with the cleft palates and the cleft lips. Oh, my. There was one gentleman that um, I met, Ishmael. He was 46 years old, and he had a very wide expanse across his lip, almost two inches. My, my. And yet he lived his whole life. He married. He had six children. He had work. He looked healthy. It was wonderful to see him humble himself and come there for help the way he did. Um, We had another woman, uh, Juana Mendez, who was 32, um, she did not have a cleft palate. What happened with her, she stood too close to a fire when she was five years old and her dress caught on fire. Right. She tried to take the dress off over her head and in the process burned her abdomen, her chest, her shoulders, her neck, and her chin. My, my. And now, here she is 32, her neck was so constricted from the scar tissue, she couldn't turn her head up or down, or side to side. So they did a Z-plasty in order to give her that flexibility. It was really phenomenal to see what kind of injuries people would come up yes. with because they had no medical care. Yes. Mary, but, let's, I'm going to have Barry yes. do some color commentary on this. But sure. also, isn't it kind of fulfilling that you, you, you know, sometimes one sits at home and they go, I wish I could do something. And yeah. if they only knew that is, you know, you don't have to have major skills. Of course, you're skilled at people. I can just tell by the way you talk, <laughs> you're skilled at dealing with people. But some people may th- think that they just have no skill sets. But it's amazing what just a willing heart can do. And yeah. uh, Barry, you want to talk about that and uh, give Mary some more things to talk about? Well, you know, in our in our organization, yes. we have people who come from all different backgrounds. Yes. Uh, some are, are motivated through their uh, a strong faith commitment. Yes. Some are motivated just out of humanitarian yes. concern. And there's some who just want a new ex- experience yes. in life and go to like a- you, a, pounding nails. Like, like I did when <laughs> I first went down to the Amazon jungle. And, um, but it's amazing the transforming aspect that comes about. I find that even if people are not motivated by 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 religious conviction yes. and what they do, like Matthew twenty five, you yeah. know, when I was hungry, you gave me food. Yes, when yes. I was thirsty, you gave me you gave me drink. Um, I find that people who volunteer with us they they become more attuned and sensitive to the needs of others, wow. and their life turns around. I always tell young people, I said, if you really want to find yourself. Don't start this introspection. Go do something in service right. of others, and you'll find yourself. Find yourself by giving yeah. your life away, exactly. and then you'll find who you are. Mary, you want to talk about that yeah. briefly? I, I'm you. You sound yeah. like a woman who has some depth, so depth of character. <laughs> well, so thank, lay it on us. Thank you so. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I, I have to say, um, you know, life has been tough, and uh, we've all had our struggles to bear. I was diagnosed with uh, level four melanoma as a young young girl. I was just Newly, newly married. I was 29 years old, and uh, they told me, gee, we got to do surgery, and because of this melanoma, with a high estrogen level, if you were to become pregnant, you should never have children. My, my. And I was so devastated. Uh, thank God, everything turned out fine. They did the wide excision. I didn't need radiation or anything. 
but they said, you know, well, if you're going to get pregnant, you should wait five years. Well, we, we waited three years, had a beautiful girl. <laughs> She's 32 now. My, my. And I, I have that grateful heart. It just is overflowing with gratitude and love. And, you know, you just got to share it. You and, you know, I, I ha- it reminds me of a scripture. I'm sorry because your name is Mary, but a merry heart does good <laughs> like a medicine. Oh, yes. I wonder if that scripture was written to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, well, Mary Rob- to, uh, Robinson, I, I, we really appreciate this. And Barry, any co- other color commentary uh, as Mary is here for a minute or two more? No. D- you know, I, Mary, I just really appreciate you coming on the show and, 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 yeah. to, and to share your story. You've been an inspiration to all of us at IRT. Uh, you've been one of, you're probably our longest volunteer. And the fact that you're still volunteering and still helping out on a weekly basis uh, says a lot about who you are. Yes. Well, that's it. See, I can never stop. I know. It's, it's addicting. Me, it's... I'm the oldest, longest running volunteer, so how could I ever stop? I know. That is one thing about Barry. He's really, really, really hard to say no to. <laughs> oh, that, I like that. I like that. Uh, and he is, and that's one of the things that drew me to him as well uh, as, as a guy. He's a very gracious guy. And so, yes, he is. He, he is a man of God. And a man of his word. Truly. Well, I mean, can't get better than that. So, Barry, what do you hang on? He, he's having trouble getting the headsets on because his head has grown pretty Mary, tremendously. Mary, I'm going to put you in charge of my fan club. I mean, this is amazing. Uh-huh. But, but, Barry, I think this is a good time. And, Mary, thank you so much for joining us on this segment. You're an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thank you very much. Barry, while we have a moment or two left, why don't you give the website information and how people, you know, there are other people that are going like you. I can pound a nail. I can go along and, and help. And uh, tell us how people can find out more about that. Well, if they go to our website, www.irteams.org, you can find out a lot about our programs, the org- the stuff that we do uh, during disaster and a lot of our work during non-disasters. Yes. And get involved with us. It would be great. There are some very good opportunities for people. And you don't have to be medical to be involved with us. That's right. And uh, also, I would be neglectful if I didn't mention this, you you you've function off of people, uh, the benevolence of people making funds available to you as well. Can they find out more information about making funds available from that same website? Absolutely. Well, why don't you give it to us again? Okay. www.irteams.org. And it's I-R, uh, as in uh, International Relief, Relief, Teams, so it's irteams.org. That's correct. And Funding is always nice to do, too. Absolutely. And and if you have special skill sets, it's nice to know. Well, well. one of the things about IRT is that we have been uh, a four-star charity as rated by Charity Navigator, and we've had that for 14 years, Which and we're the only San Diego charity that has had the four-star rating by Charity Navigator for 14 years. My, Barry LaForgia. I appreciate that. You know, I hope this hour, my listening friend, is very, very inspiring to you. It has been for me. But all of a sudden, you're starting to realize that, you know, you're not just called to sit at home and wonder. You're, 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 you're called to do stuff uh, with the right heart. And I have a suspicion many of the people that are listening to the show have the right heart stuff, but they just didn't have an avenue. So maybe this is an avenue. Maybe there's other things as well. But I hope this has been an inspiration to you. We're going to continue this show, and Barry's going to give you some more insights uh, about this uh, outreach that he does and some other people that have been impacted. Here's what happens. You think you're going to go impact other people, but all of a sudden you get impacted yourself. Absolutely. That has been the recurring <laughs> thing. All our volunteers say they go down 
They go down expecting to give of themselves and they get back more than they ever gave. That's a good place to do a commercial break because we'll be right back to talk more about that on Come Together San Diego. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. You know, the church is comprised of a lot of different kinds of people. There are those who have a sensitivity of being wise investors and uh, can actually fund things. And then there are people that go, you know, money isn't really what drives, drives my heart. It is going out and helping people. And, you know, sometimes those are some of the wealthiest people spiritually that are out there. And one of the things I've seen from you and the people, Barry LaForgia, who, who, who uh, work with you, uh, they're wealthy people, whether they're financially wealthy or not, because they have a richness not only of experience, but a richness in going out and helping people. So this is a person who has a richness in going out and helping people. Why do you introduce our next call-in guest? Yes, I'd like to introduce everyone to Therese Reimer. Therese is a family nurse practitioner, and she has been involved with us since 1999 when she was one of the our volunteers that went to help out in the aftermath of the Kosovo refugee crisis. Wow, wow. Back- Therese Reimer, are you there? Uh, I am. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Now, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to share some, some medical terms with you, and you can be impressed. Obicularis oris, man- mandible... <laughs> phalanges, <laughs> carpals, metacarpals, tarsals, metatarsals. There you go. That's pretty much the extent of my medical experience. As, a, as an RN, uh, a family uh, nurse practitioner, uh, you know, as, uh, you have some skill sets, and you have been so kind to make those skill sets available uh, through uh, international relief teams. And, and Barry has a couple of questions he wants to ask of you, and I'll kind of step back and throw a medical term here and there. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Therese, you know, you've been involved with us both as a both in your with your nursing skills and then as an administrator most recently when you um, when you basically became in charge of our Vietnam medical training program to help lower neonatal and infant mortality wow. if throughout the whole country on our nationwide training program in neonatal resuscitation and infant stabilization. But of all your experiences, because I know you worked when we did our program with the US uh, Navy on the Mercy. I know you worked in the Solomon Islands, Cambodia, and uh, Papua New Guinea, and then in Indonesia when you were there right after the earthquake, uh, the subsequent earthquake after the tsunami on Nias Island. Um, tell me, what, what experience was your probably your most, uh, was most special to you and why? Good question, Barry. Well, there, you know, actually there were probably two that I can tell you about. The first was probably Kosovo, Barry, because... Um, into an area that had been war-torn, that people were really struggling, that there had been such a limitation on assets and medical care for so long. And then on top of that, the entire political um, milieu, the number of nations that were trying to get in there at the time to help. It it was a really um, amazing uh, experience, especially working with, with the local doctors, the local nurses, uh, the dentists that were there that were were hungry for information, right. who had minimal supplies. And we were able to bring that to bear and work with them. It made a difference. Therese Reimer. After we left. 
Therese Reimer, what, yeah. what, what were your thoughts on the first endeavor you did? You know, you did you feel like uh, I, I have qualifications, but I'm, I'm not sure whether I can actually handle this. What was the anxiety level and how was that appeased when you got among the people? Because when you get among people who say, you know, they, they just really are looking at you and, and adoringly saying, help me, it changes your whole perspective. Well, it changes your perspective, but I think what it really gets down to is you have to be really flexible about what you're going to do and what the need is. Oh, yes. So there were periods of time that that I was involved with medical supplies, with setting up a central service, with moving equipment, which were different than what I might have done in a family practice nurse practitioner position. And other times that I was teaching, other times that I was bringing equipment and wheelchairs out to a small family that had absolutely nothing. They had, I recall, for example, they had a 10-year-old little girl who could not walk. She had been carried by her father, who was for her entire life. He tried. He carried her to school. He brought her home. He carried her everywhere. And he was a small, slight man and elder at this point. But we were able to just get her something as simple as a wheelchair that made a huge difference for uh, for this child to have in her future. Little things like that along the way, shared need with the community, that's what makes a big difference. And if you work side by side with the people in need and the the local authorities there, you can get a lot done. Things that will impact them later. Yes. Not, Not just the acute thing, not just the acute issue right now. Therese, you've done a lot of things with us. Where does your motivation come from? Ooh, great question, Barry. Well, Barry, I, you know, I, I've been tremendously blessed my entire life with people who have helped me along the way with one thing or another. And it's completely, it really astounds me if you think about how fortunate we are. I live in San Diego. I'm, I'm not <laughs> struggling, you know, all of the good things. I have family, I have friends. And then you're in other parts of the world or in, in our own country where there's some disaster and you realize how easily it could have been you or, or those that you love. Oh my. We are blessed. And if, if we just share that with each other, and the, that's the issue in the middle of a disaster or in any of these humanitarian aid circumstances, I find that people really work together and they, they do it as a team. It's not any individual who is um, making the headway. It's a group effort but it's spontaneous and um, people put their best foot forward and it includes those that are impacted. I think that's very powerful. And you say spontaneous, it's easier to be spontaneous and do good when you have a skill set rather than when you don't know what you're doing. And you have a skill set and being spontaneous uh, within having the knowledge and understanding and being spontaneous, that can go a long way, can't it? Well, it does. I'm fortunate to have a skill set, but I can tell you in many circumstances like this, I was sometimes doing the kinds of work that I didn't have a background for, Mm -hmm. but common sense and looking at the circumstances, you realize, well, gee, this is what we got to do next. This is the next step. Barry, you want to speak to that too a little bit? People do that. Yes. You know, I've, you know, it's, it's true. We adapt. I, we always say to our, to our team members, be flexible yes. because things in the field can be different than yes. what you anticipate going in. Hey, wait a minute. That's kind of like life, isn't it? Yes, that's true. It, <laughs> it is like life, but it's even more important when you're in a disaster zone yes. with limited resources. 
that you have to be you have to be flexible and adapt to the situation so you can do the most good. Yeah. And uh, and tr- I'll say this about Therese. Therese has an amazing not only clinical skills but she has amazing administrative skills, and that's why she led our teams to Vietnam. And, oh, my my, and it's uh, she's an amazing woman. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Now, well, let, you, 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 Therese, you, you've uh, volunteered to do these kind of things. What would you say to a person who's just noodling the idea, just thinking about it? Uh, uh, what, what's the, you know, I, I know Barry isn't paying a billion dollars. I don't think that's the case. It's a volunteer kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But what, what's the payoff? What's the payoff? I know that money isn't the issue here. It's a volunteer effort. But what's the pay? I mean, a lot of people go... I want to do something that in here's the, here's the phrase. I want to do something that, that enriches me. So uh, talk a little bit about how you can be enriched by volunteering to do some things that other people may not have considered doing. Well, I would tell people if you want to, if your if your motivation is to enrich yourself while you're enriching the situation or you're enriching other people, yes. you actually got a tremendous growth for for yourself. Right. There's no way that you can come back from these circumstances um, that we've experienced with IRT. There is no way that you can come back unchanged. Right. There is information that you can share with others. It's a, you have a, a different view of the world, frankly, um, and you can share that easily. The, the skill set that people go with is expanded. They can't, it cannot be expanded. You know, it, it, it can't, you cannot come back without that expansion. It's automatic my, to my. the circumstances and the situation. Therese, uh, uh, Therese it's a, Reimer. It's a blessed situation. Yes, and I is. would encourage anybody who would be interested to give it a, give it a go. Wow, wow, wow. <clears throat> Thank you for your inspiration, Therese. You are an inspiration, and uh, you're a person, it looks to me like you're a person who rolls up their sleeves and uh, uh, puts puts their hand to the task. So we are really honored to have you here on the show. And Barry, we have to wind this up for the next segment, but any parting thought? Well, just want to thank you so much, Therese, for coming on board. We, we value you as just a tremendous asset in our organization, and thank you for all your volunteerism and your, your support and your kindness to me. Therese Reimer, RN. It's been my honor. Thank you. Oh, yes. Family nurse practitioner has taken her skill sets, and she's making them available to see how they can be used inspirationally. And what she gives out doesn't even compare to what she gives receives back in the heart and in the life. And these are memories that we just won't forget. So, Barry, we're going to go to... Thank you so much for joining us, Therese. We're honored to have you. Thank you, Therese. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, so Barry, we're going to go into the next segment now, but I, I tell you, my listening friend, there are a lot of things that have been going on in your mind and heart right now, and we're going to explore them even further in this next segment. And uh, I may even, actually, what I'm going to do also is I'm going to open up the phone lines for this last segment, and if you want to talk to Barry, you're welcome to do that, too. Uh, we have another phone call guest coming in, but you can, you're welcome to call. Let me give you the number, one eight six six k praise one eight six six. K-Praise, you can call in the last segment as well. And we're going to be right back, and I think you're going to be thrilled because what we're speaking with our mouths is really touching your heart. This is Come Together San Diego, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. 
You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. Boy, you know, this show is taking on its own character. A lot of the shows we do are talking about uh, in the church environment or Christians that are doing different things like that. But this, I mean, this is really putting it, putting the pedal to the metal, Barry LaForgia. I tell you what, and I love it. I love it. Barry, I think you'll appreciate his background, the executive director of the International Relief Teams. And this, we spent this whole hour talking about giving of yourself and becoming spiritually wealthy as a result of that, Absolutely. Barry. And we have somebody here. I, I you've talked this guy up like crazy. So I'm gonna we're gonna have fun interviewing him. And uh, Mark, I I trust that you're on the line. Before you before you say too much, Mark, I'm gonna have Barry introduce you more formally. So uh, get ready because he's 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 talked you up big time. So wear your humble boots, <laughs> Mark. How are you today? I'm doing well. Great. I, um, you know, it was really interesting, Mark. I went back to look at your volunteer record and with, with us. Uh, Mark's full name? Mark Grise. Mark Grise. Hello, right. Mark Grise. And Mark, Mark, uh, you started out with us way back when Hurricane Floyd hit uh, North Carolina back in 2000. And I was just counting out all the different uh, disasters, U.S. disasters in which you have helped out. And, uh, you know, per, uh, you went to West Virginia, Houston, uh, you know, Hurricane Isabel, Tropical Storm Allison, Florida Hurricanes, Hurricane Katrina, uh, the Alabama Tornadoes, Superstorm Sandy. Um, I counted out the number of weeks you gave of yourself to help us, and you almost have a year worth of of time. Forty, almost forty eight weeks you've put in to help us, Mark. And I just, I, I'm just blown away by that. Um, by the way, Mark is a is a contractor by, I mean, a, 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 car- a carpenter, carpenter by trade. Yes. And um, and he has great skill sets. And Mark, I'm glad to have you call in and glad to have you part of this program. Really, it means well, a lot I'm to us. Very privileged to be a, a part of this dialogue here. Tell us. I didn't realize. Yes. Just tell us what it looks like when you know you're you've got this task in front of you and you've got a skill set. What do you, what are you thinking as you go into an environment like this that has some devastation or or you're just doing on a mission to go out and build some houses? What does that look like with you? Well, well, unlike a lot of different volunteers, uh, building construction is what I do. Although most of my work is in commercial work, you know. Actually, I built more homes in Mississippi and North Carolina that I built in Southern California. <laughs> it's kind of worked out that way. And so for me, that's, that's easier to me. I'm familiar with it. But we have such a depth of wonderful volunteers, which really, you know, um, makes all the difference in the world. They're willing to learn. They're willing to do anything. And some of this stuff is real hard, real physical. Mississippi, North Carolina in July, September, is scorching hot got a lot of humidity and these these guys just hang in there and whatever whatever you want them to do they do it so you're coming back you're coming back uh, you're going out to these places that uh, that have had uh, some disaster hit like that could have been hurricane or flooding barry what's that look like well what usually what when we send our construction teams out there have been uh, the people that have been affected sometimes they've been out of their homes for one, two, three, four years. Like my, even my. in even in Mississippi, when we were into year five and six, these people were still displaced uh, from their homes. Sometimes they're living in FEMA trailers. Sometimes they're just living with relatives. And so 
by the time you get down there to work on their home and we and the way it works is usually you start out with the with the uh, homes that you can easily repair yes. because you're trying to get as yeah, many get people, people back, back, in, in their back into their life and Ex- lifestyle. Exactly. Yes. And then you, as you go further into the recovery phase, you start getting into the yeah. harder bills. Yeah. And then by the end of our tenure, we're usually doing complete bills. My, my, my. And so people like Mark, I mean, Mark, I know that you've, you've experienced this because I've experienced when I've gone on the teams is that a lot of these people are pretty depressed, especially if they've been out of their homes for two to three, four years. Well, and when they start, oh. and, and Mark, when they start seeing the construction happen on their house houses, it has to give them a, a breath of hope. And I understand that you're tied to a church here in San Diego County. Yes. Yeah. Well, one, one uh, of the things you're, you're doing is you're at, you're actually ministering with every nail. <laughs> so talk oh, a little bit about certainly. that and how people see that when they see their house being reconstructed. Well, it's it's exciting. I mean, your first ministry is as a Christian on this team is to your team, but it's uh, it's really exciting when you see a homeowner, you know, who's been waiting for years. A lady we had built their home in Mississippi. She lived in a tent in the backyard for a year and a half before oh she my. ever got her trailer. Mm-hmm. And this was a tough girl. <laughs> and so, and but they um. To, to go in because they yeah they're bummed and, they, and the government's come in and they assessed some stuff gave them some money maybe but a lot of these people were there because they were they're not insured or grossly uninsured thought they maybe they had insurance and they, oh well it doesn't cover the hundred year flood oh and so, my. yeah they're so excited I mean I've had when you open up a door to somebody and say hey we're from International Relief Team we're here to work on your house and they they come out of the door and fly out and give you hugs oh my you know. And it's or a little startling, but they are so happy. You know, when uh, with this an, an older gentleman out in the boondocks in Mississippi, that he not lost his home, but his business because he was doing, you know, cars like um, part auto auto parts and stuff like this. Yes. And as all this thing got flooded, it destroyed all his inventory, all his cars and his home. And so when we came out there to do this stuff, that he looked there's. He's not going to get any help, and we helped him with it. Oh, and we left. He had tears in his eyes, and it's you know, here's this this hard guy crying because these people come out and help, and they, the first question they ask is, "So why are you here? You know, why why you come all the way from California to help us?" It's you know, for me, they say, "Hey, I'm here because God loves you, and this is <laughs> one of the ways he he wants to show that love for you." You know, a lot of the people they look at the storm like, "Hey." God, God allowed this to happen, and He did. And it took everything, all their possessions, everything they owned, is now gone. Went to the dump, and it gives them hope—a hope that that God still loves them to have people come out and help restore their homes. Wow. It's, it's really very powerful, very powerful. I've made friends for life just because I, I had an opportunity, a privilege to work on their home. Yes, Mark Grise, and you're you're a carpenter, and you you're working with with Barry. Uh, and and with the uh, international relief teams, um, I guess you could speak just a little bit about another carpenter who's a good friend of yours. As <laughs> in, what kind of inspiration do you get from that carpenter to make you be a better carpenter and help people like you do? Uh, that's a loaded well, question, isn't it? You're you're talking about Jesus, a master carpenter. <laughs> I am indeed. I would assume <laughs> um, it's you know for me, you know what I do. I've I love what I do. I've been a carpenter for 45 years, and I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I still do this. And 
Um, yeah, and I want to represent the Lord when I go there, which means, you know, not everybody in construction, you know, some people in construction use Sunday school language all the time. It's God this and Jesus that, but that's not what they mean. No. And you get to be a light. You get to be a salt, like what Jesus told us to be. You, you know, not every volunteer, they, there's motivations or different motivations yes, for why people have come out. Uh, really, the people that have I have worked with, with IRT are really some of the best volunteers ever I've worked with and they're there to help. And, and, and so, but you get to show that, you know, in dealing with conflict or dealing with having people in a, in a, in a hard environment, hard weather, and being able to minister to them, yes. encourage them. Um, That's amazing, you know, isn't from it? The, the way you, the way you talk, the words you use, and the, and, um, and the manner in which you deal with in business. Mark Grise, uh, we, we're really honored to have you and to share your perspective. And Barry, we're running up against the, the end of the show, but why don't you spend a moment giving a contact information, and then I'll, I'll close the show down. Well, first of all, I want to thank Mark for, for thank you, coming, Mark. On, coming on the show. Mark, oh. you're an inspiration to all of us, and uh, you're a dear friend, so thank you again. And again, if you want to get involved with International Relief Teams, www. I-R-T-E-A-M-S dot org. You can fill out a volunteer application and uh, we'll be in contact with you. Very good. Barry LaForgia, I I appreciate this. Thank you for coming in and sharing this thought. Uh, And my listening friend, I hope this has been an inspiration to you. And uh, we've got more coming up next week from 5 to 7 p.m. on Come Together San Diego. It was a pleasure communicating with you. And I hope this has stirred your heartstrings and uh, we're honored to be here and sharing what God's doing in San Diego and beyond. And this show has been a bit, a bit about the beyond, hasn't it, Barry? It sure has. Thanks for joining me. And Thank we you. will see you next time, my friend, on Come Together San Diego. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 k Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.